Campfire, a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics, their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on. on i'm glad that you're ready i'm fucking ready whoop, whoop. fucking ready episode oh, nine fucking, fucking nine of season Listen, three dude this is crazy better sit down and buckle up because there's been a lot of shit pissing me off in the world lately and we got a lot of shit to cover here and we have only two things on our thing so unless you're adding a bunch I don't know how much we're going through i haven't even looked at that man I'm gonna <laughs> i be know honest. that's why i'm fucking with you Listen. Let's see. Uh, our, our last podcast was stop. a week and a half, fifteen days ago. ago. Yeah, I feel like it's been longer than that. We've been fucking slacking this year, guys. Yeah, but we've only done two since Christmas. It's February. No, oh, it's still January. That's more like five weeks. Five weeks and two podcasts. We should have had five. Now. Yeah, yeah, we should have had five podcasts. You're all slacking with your band and shit. Well, honestly, since the actually, I've been first of the year, shit. it's not really been. We haven't been playing that much or practicing that much that should interfere with this. I mean, there were a couple nights, but I was those nights were during shit. the week. Yeah, yeah we would we, be we well been sick and busy and shit. Fucking work. You know what? Know? Fuck you guys. If you don't like how often we do our podcasts. Just listen to us when we do them, and then otherwise eat shit. Or lick my nuts, whichever. Suck on my balls. <laughs> White balls. White salty balls. Suck on my white salty balls. Put them in your mouth and suck them. Well, this, this episode is going sideways fast. No, it's not. This is going the right way. <laughs> Uh, if you want to talk about going sideways, let's talk about this goddamn border bullshit. Let's get this out of the way, because it's going to take a big chunk. What the fuck? So, here's the big question, because this is what the media is pushing. Yeah. Are we going to have a civil war, do you think? No. Me fucking neighbor. Well, I think that if we're going to have one, it's not going to be in the traditional sense of what the old one was. Because no, the art of war and everything that. else is way fucking different than it was then. Just real quick here. If there ever were to be some type of a civil war, there would not be a, a north and south battle right. line. There wouldn't be a battle line like that. What would actually happen is it would be rural areas versus metropolitan areas. Yes, and we all know who would win. But I well, think... got every metropolitan area surrounded so <laughs> i still i still say go ahead keith i still say though that i don't know if it's going to be necessarily that i think it would be more state versus state kind of thing and the border of that state ends up being like a rudimentary line yeah, so like california like fucking everyone else is, uh, surrounding it is like fuck off kind of thing could be that i think it could also be 
something a little more blurry than what Nick Nick proposed, you know, uh, rural versus urban. Because I don't see um, the African-American community being down for all this bullshit. I think that they would break away. A large group of them would break away and join the rednecks. I think so, too. And well, honestly, I think that they are rednecks. They just in my they are they're not. In they love God, they love guns, and they love their families. What yeah. else? What? What else? What else is there? Right. I mean, you're both very right. In my book, I was writing about this very thing. We've talked about it before on the show. All right. One of the things was um, the forces that invaded into the West Coast. There are parts of L.A. that they never, ever took. Okay. Like some of the worst parts of L.A. They never took them. Those people. They're not taking Compton and Oakland. They're not. And that's exactly how I had it wrote in my book. They will never take Compton. They'll never take Oakland. There's plenty of other places that they'll never take. Because the people that live in those communities are going to defend their communities the same way they have for the past, what, 30 to 40 years? I mean... They're, you know, a lot of these folks are familiar with urban warfare. Yeah, yeah, they in, live in, in certain terms. I mean, not, you know, knocking on doors, going house to house, and clearing structures, but that they understand their rivals. They understand the lay of the land. They understand where their weaknesses are and where their strengths are. And but, anyways, but we're getting too far into this. I, I guess I shouldn't yes, have yes, yes. postulated we're are we going to go into civil war or not. We, for for the folks that don't know, and if you don't know, then what the fuck, what the fuck do you know? But those of you listening that might not know, um, there's a big fiasco going on down at the border of Texas and Mexico. Essentially, what has happened is the United States government, the legislature, passed immigration laws, and then over the years, and especially during this administration, the president has directed the DOJ. And, and the rest of his executive branch to not enforce immigration law at the border of Texas and Mexico and Arizona and New Mexico. But this is about Texas because as a result of his uh, negligence in enforcing the law, there is a big legal battle and what could be a, an ideological battle and what could potentially turn into I don't think this is going to happen, but it could turn into a bloody battle amongst Americans over Governor Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, uh, and 25 other states deploying their National Guard to the border of Texas and Mexico and protecting the border per federal law. Sure, this is the job of the feds to do, but they've been directed to not enforce the law, so the state has decided to enforce federal law itself. And as a result, the federal government, Joe Biden's administration, has sued Texas, had him in Supreme Court, saying that they can't protect the border, they're not allowed to put up razor wire along the river, the Rio Grande, this, that, and the other. And 
not all of that is true. The, the Supreme Court did rule that the federal government is allowed to go remove the razor wire that was placed there by the, the National Guard. However, it did not rule that the National Guard couldn't just come back and put more razor wire up. Both of these things are so far constitutional as of now, per the Supreme Court's ruling. So National Guard goes down and puts razor wire up, holds it there for a few days, federal government goes down and removes it. And then they just rinse and repeat. So that's that's where we are legally right now. Um, I've seen a lot of shit on TikTok, though. And I don't believe a fucking word of this I see on TikTok, because I've caught TikTok in some bullshit recently. Have you guys seen any of those videos on TikTok or Instagram about um, all the Texas farmers and blah, 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 and all this? I've seen a bunch of TikToks that claim to be about American farmers protesting gas prices and and um, big, uh, big ag interference with the industry. And they're all driving their tractors down the highways and blocking highways and protesting and all this. But when you pause the videos or slow them down or whatever, these are European farmers. The tractors have signs on them written in fucking German and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. fake news is real. Um, malevolent actors are at, are at work here in our social media sphere. Yeah. Now, I know that like France yeah. just uh, two days ago ended up stopping the roads again and putting a bunch of shit again. Did they really? Yeah, they did it for a second second or third time. And then I know we have a trucker convoy coming down to support Texas and shit. Yeah. Oh, do we? Yeah. I did hear about that. There is a convoy heading to the border. Well, let's see how our federal government reacts to this. Hopefully they don't react the same way the Canadian government did. Well, there's three of them because they're going to three different cities across the border. Well, what I'm saying is... uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm holding my breath waiting to see how our federal government handles that trucker convoy. Are you guys, do you guys remember what happened to the trucker convoy that was in Canada, in Windsor, Canada? Yeah, yeah fucking... they shut it down. Trudeau oh, they didn't just kid. shut it down. They, they started fining them and shit, yeah. They started freezing assets and bank accounts and yep. ruining livelihoods just because people were protesting. Yep. And, and maybe committing some misdemeanors. Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's well, so you froze. You froze their assets and the assets of anyone that donated to their cause. The fuck out of here! They shouldn't even have access to that kind of records. Burn Parliament to the fucking ground. Yep. And if our government does that, I I'm not going to advocate for anything here, but. Um, that's, that's things super duper fucking dangerous for a government to do something like that. And people don't realize why that's so dangerous. Why that's such a, such a bad omen for what your government really is. Okay. So this is called the Southern border convoy or take back our border 
Convoy. Okay. They're going to be February 3rd. The final rally locations are going to be Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, Yuma, Arizona, and San something Euristo, California. I probably pronounced that way the fuck wrong, but whatever. San Piedras? Uh, it's Y-S-I-D-R-O. Isardo? Sardo? Isardo. Yeah, okay. Just so you know, anything you read in Spanish, it's pronounced phonetically. Isardo. That's what I was thinking. But yeah. I always check. I, I learned that from a, a Mexican co-worker of mine. He's kind of teaching me Spanish. It's pretty cool. And then he realized at one point when he was talking shit to me, talking shit about me to another Mexican colleague, I heard him say, typical Americano. And he was talking about me because I like fucking sour cream on my Mexican food. And to, to them, that's like blasphemy. Sour yeah. fucking cream on a taco? What the fuck? So I heard him talking in Spanish and talking about that and crema and all this. And I heard him say, typical Americano. And I stopped in my tracks. I was like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, shit, I'm, so, I'm sorry, man. I forgot you, you, you're learning Spanish. <laughs> I said, here's some sour cream, bitch. But anyways, uh, back on the topic. The, on the topic. Uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's a fucked up situation. I mean, think about it, folks. We, I know. The, how many people? How many people have crossed that border in Joe Biden's administration? I will find out while we're talking. I know the numbers. Uh, you don't have to Google claim, it. I can just tell you. I saw a claim the other day that said ten million. Yeah, I yes, heard nine point eight or something. Low end estimates are six million. High end estimates are ten million. And that's only in three fucking years, folks. We don't even have the last quarter report of twenty twenty three. That's so fuck about, dude. And it's funny, like how many people did we have come through during Trump? We had a total of like three thousand, I think. No, period. it was it was quite a bit more. I think it was about a million. In Trump's four years. I think it was about a million. Or maybe 680,000. Something like that. But. It, it, what policies changed. To. To make this. A problem now. And is it a problem? Do you guys think it's a problem? How about I think that? it's fucking a problem. I why, think... why do you think it's a problem? To me, it ends up devaluing our country. So you have in these people that are, you know, illegal, non-citizens. But I'm also hardcore about it to where I wanted to shut the whole border down and say, if you leave, anyone that leaves now that's non-citizen, you cannot come back in. Just shut the fucking border down. So, yeah. Are you talking like denying visas and everything? It once they expire, bye. And no renewals of visas for a little bit, no. Yeah, okay, maybe. But if you've had a visa before and you didn't have anything bad and everything else, once we Fast reopen, track. we'll give you 
give you a head of the line kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just Nick. Why do you think? Do you think it's a problem, and why? Well, illegal immigrants have become a problem in every single community in America. For reference to our home area here, where Joe and I are from, earlier this year, there was an illegal alien who was driving down the road and hit a school bus full of children. Children died in this accident. It was very tragic. Very tragic. Um, there was another individual in a city within... You know, I'll say 15 miles up here is a very small village. A gentleman was pulled over and he was, uh, turned out there were wanted warrants for him. He was an illegal immigrant who was wanted for some pretty heinous shit, including things that could, could have been considered terrorism. Um, but right here in our backyard, right here in our backyard, it just so happened that he ran a stop sign. So a cop pulled him over that day. These people are coming in. They're spreading out through America. And regardless of what the news tells you, yes, there might be some women and children coming across. But there are vast numbers of men coming across, and that's a huge problem. Massive. Because it is men like this, okay? It is, not to quote former President Trump, but there's some bad dudes coming across. They're in our communities. And, Joe, it is bad. It's bad because 10 million more people into this country. Well, we were at 332 million Americans in this country, so we're at 342 now. Doesn't like, you know, 10 on top of 330 is a lot. Well, what do you make of that argument, yeah. though? The, the no, part of the left, part of the proponents' argument for open borders is that we have all this room in the United States. It's a huge country. We got room for these people. What do you they, say to that? They should go to Canada. No, Those Fuck people it. who say that look around and see woods and cornfields and mountain ranges and think, look at all this wide open space where we could build a city. That's yeah. what they're thinking, Joe. That is You're, right. You're right. No, fuck you. But the in, urban sprawl is just as big an issue here. Well, maybe not just as big an issue, but urban sprawl is an issue. The, so, yeah, go ahead. So, like, putting it in perspective, in Ohio, we have 11.8 million on the last census. Mm. So you're talking almost the population size of Ohio coming through. And then yeah. on counterspect, is it like those people that sit there and say all that stuff saying like, oh, well, you got all this area and all this other shit in America, whatever, it should be fine. No, those fuckers need to go to Canada, like I was saying before, because Canada only has like 
roughly about 40 million. It's like 38 something million as their population. And they have more land than most other places besides us. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to question you. I want to I want to push back. Okay. Why should they go to Canada? Cuz they're Why should they go needed. to the United States? Why should they go anywhere? Why don't they just fucking stay where they are? I'm fine if they want to leave where they're at, but well, I, I don't do. want them to I, come I here. Too. Only under certain auspices, because uh, what we're dealing with is asylum claims. Right. We're talking 10 million asylum claims. No. Right. Asylum means something. We talked about this last night briefly. Asylum has a meaning, and... I'm pretty sure, I'm no constitutional scholar here, but uh, asylum means, like we established last night, you are coming to this country, or you are fleeing your country, rather. You are fleeing your country because if you stay there, you will most likely be killed or tortured killed or tortured because of political or ideological motivations. Right. All, all of which will be inflicted by that country's government. That's, that's what, that's what earns you an asylum claim. Right. Now that does not cover. Well, uh, you know, my country's not very rich or, you know, all, uh, you know, our, our agriculture is starting to fail because it's been mismanaged or, or um, industry has died because of you know geo geopolitics or that's not a that's not a valid asylum claim or we have like an abundance of cartel crime or you know mafia yeah. or gang crime yeah, exactly it's like no exactly that, sorry about your your area but yeah. that's not you know i don't know when you say the cartel stuff i don't know how i feel about that because as i said a minute ago asylum is a claim that your government is going to torture or kill you. Well, the cartel in a lot of places kind of is the government. Yeah, but... And we all know how cartels operate. Cross them. Cross them and you'll find out real fucking quick how they operate. I get that, but... So so when it comes to asylum claims that say, hey, the cartel's after me because I ratted on the big guy. Oh, yeah, you got any more information? Come on in. Let's talk. Yeah, that's a horse of another color, though. It, it kind of is. It, on the big guy, they probably already have an immunity deal or a, a wit sack, something. Yeah, but we shouldn't be offering any of that. Fuck that shit. No, I, no, 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 that, no, no. That's up for debate. That's up for debate. But on on a grand scale, these asylum claims are. Oh, my country. Yeah, my country just kind of sucks. So they come to the border and say. As soon as they see a CPB agent or an ICE agent, they say, "Okay, my hands are up. If uh, I I fear returning to my country for my life, that's all they got to say." And then we process them as asylum seekers and release them into the interior with a comeback later date of, you know, however many years from then. They never fucking come back. They don't come back for their their hearing dates. They're here illegally and they're gonna stay. Uh, to me, at that point, if you allow them into the interior, then they would be almost legal. Even though that they're not a citizen legal kind of thing, I consider that that you're you're accepting that they're legal at that point. 
I mean, what if, what if what if that was done outside the outside the boundaries of the law, though? Because that's what's happening now. The law says that asylum seekers have to come to a point of entry. They're not to go cross the border anywhere else. They're come through a point of entry, make their case, get a hearing, get denied or approved, and then be dispositioned based upon that denial or approval. Either you get released in the interior with another return date, or you're turned away right then and there. I say that if we don't have an embassy in your country, go to another country that has an embassy, uh, United States embassy, oh, and that's what oh. we should be using it for. Oh, oh, go oh. for it. I got one. I got one. How about they just stay in fucking Mexico and go to that embassy, apply yeah. for asylum, and wait there? Yeah. Does anybody? This. Wait a minute. Mm. Wait a fucking second. I just had a stroke of lightning. Strike my mind. It's, a, it's an epiphany. Um, that was called remain in Mexico policy under Donald Trump and it fucking worked. Yep. So, so part of the big argument that I guess proponents of the left these days will talk about in, in this sphere of, of issues with the border is that, well, okay, we just need more judges. We need more personnel to process all these people that are showing up. That's bureaucratic bullshit. Well, I mean, yes, that is bureaucracy, but what's the goal? We have all these people just kind of hanging out at the border waiting to get processed, and we don't have enough people to process them. So what is the fix? Is the fix to process more people faster? It's to stop all processing. Fuck this motherfucker. Sorry. There you go. Keep going. There you go. go. No. There you go. No processing. Shut off the fucking spigot. For at least two years. What we got. Remain in Mexico from here on out. Like nothing. nothing, Or Canada if you're trying to come into the Canadian border. Because a lot of fucking South African and African um, immigrants are trying to come through the Canadian border. I said. If you're coming coastally, if you're coming on a boat coastally, you turned away immediately. You must take your boat. That's what I think. That's what I think should be. I think that you must I mean, take your boat and go back to, to international Cubans waters. Were, Cubans used to try and float bathtubs here, you know? Oh, yeah, they used to come over on mattresses and shit. All kinds and of don't shit. get me wrong. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love the Cuban community because those folks are the salt of the earth. They're fucking hard They love workers. God. They love their freedom. They're hard workers. They love their families. That's the sort of people I want here. However... Uh, you can't just float up on a fucking shore one day and see a cop and be like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm illegal. I want asylum because I'm going to die in my country. No, come come through the proper port of entry. And, and... You know, I... my grandmother was an immigrant to this country back in uh, the 50s. Okay, my grandmother was born and raised in Newfoundland and uh, emigrated here as an adult. Uh, she had actually married an American service member, and later they divorced, and she was able to stay here in America on her green card and get a job, and along the way, she studied, <clears throat> and she went and 
obtained her citizenship. And uh, I remember her telling us about it. It was one of the proudest moments of her life, actually becoming an American citizen. So I tell this story because I am very, I am in favor of immigrants coming into this country. We are a nation of immigrants. Uh, give me your your weak, your No, fuck higher. that shit. That's all French-based. That's not American-based. That's on the Statue of Liberty. Fuck the French. Okay. Well, let me tell you another story about my very first ancestor who came to this country not long after the Revolutionary War. Sure. And uh, he was... Irish and uh, was escaping starvation in Ireland okay. and of course the the rule of a crazy fucking king but he immigrated here starving broke penniless when he got here all he wanted was a job and a hot meal Somehow he found a way to carve out a living and raise a family that is still around today. So I have a hard time with that one. It's hard to turn people away. Does there have to be order to it? Yeah. Yes. Open borders is not the way. Do we need a wall? Jesus Christ. Yeah, we need a wall with Gates with every so often down that wall, there is a gate where we allow people to come through. And on our side of that gate is going to be a processing center where these people are processed and documented. Yeah. I still say I, no. I disagree, bro. I said, you know, I disagree, man. The whole, my family also came over. Uh, they came over during that potato famine and all that other shit. And like, actually it was a little after towards the end of it, towards our civil war time. And then my other side of the family is Hungarian and I'm third generation in America. So, and most of the other part of the family and stuff um, were born in Hungary. <clears throat> when they first immigrated, my grandfather was the baby of the family so he was the first one born here so definitely understand that piece but dude like i still don't i don't if processing is not the way we need to nope. shut it down for a few years to get things stabilized and then start processing again but dude, I, keith I'm, I'm with you but i don't think it's even going to take a few years because what what Trump was able to do in just a few years, it, it he shut off the spigot immediately with the Remain in Mexico policy and border crossings and CBP and ICE encounters dropped drastically. And we didn't have as many people that we needed to process. And part of the pro part of the problem is while we're processing you and waiting for your hearing, why are you in the United States? Right. Why? 
we haven't granted you the permission to be in the United States yet. Why are you still here? And if we find you, you're immediately completely denied from any processing further. Bye-bye. Yeah. If you didn't show up for your fucking court date and we find you later, bye. No, I also want to put, I would want to put legislation and, you know, laws and stuff in it so that we protect people from getting dicked over by the courts or whatever, switching dates or doing short notice and shit like that. Eh. But I don't think that we're going to have road. Let's shut her down first. Sure. Because we've got plenty of legislation on the books. Yeah, dude. It makes our border pretty fucking secure. We just don't enforce those those laws. Do I want to make it easier for people to immigrate here and gain citizenship? Absolutely, I do. Well, and but not by asylum claims. That's not how claiming asylum is not how you lit come to live here and become a citizen. You need to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you want and you want to be here and you want to assimilate and you want to be an American period that that's that's the grounds for immigration and citizenship now however I want to make definitely clear that I definitely don't want them to lose their culture because keeping everyone's culture as that melting pot for America that's what makes America America you don't understand how fucking much I love Cuban people. Those ham sandwiches with the pickles and the Swiss cheese are, oh my fucking God. It's the best food you ever fucking ate, and it's Cuban. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, who doesn't like birria tacos? Right. Come on, guys. You're right. Dude, I get Cuban Just... coffee tomorrow. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. But that's okay. what I'm saying is like... Wow. Nobody wants you to abandon your culture. Not not totally anyways. I, I mean, do. yeah, if your culture says, hey, America sucks and we want to make it communist, then okay, no, fuck your culture. You can stay in wherever you came from and, and keep that shit there. Because we don't want communism. We don't want America haters. We don't, we don't want people that don't want to live the American dream. Because there really is an American dream. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I think we're living it, Joe, Keith. We are. We are. We definitely are, you know. I was thinking that last weekend, sitting there at the kids' basketball game, watching one of my kids cheer, watching another one in the band, watching my friend's kids out there. You know, I was at my alma mater sitting next to my mom. and She went to high school in the same school. You know, it's just, I was like, this is it, man. This is, this is fucking awesome. This is, that's, that is the exact right way to do family and community. That's, that's how it works. That's it. And this was a little rant that I was going to go on here about community involvement for people out there that, you know, they might feel lonely, disconnected, maybe depressed, Community involvement is an excellent way to help with a lot of those things. Um, You know, just going out to your local high school games, getting to know people, volunteering, helping out at, 
you know, a food pantry or your local church or there you go. Go to church is a good way to do it. Schools. And I don't know. I'm, you know me, Joe. I'm not going to go to church. I believe I'm not going to go to church. We're just listing ways to get involved in the community. I know. But community involvement is is the way to go. It's I'm key. Not saying you don't have to run for office, but if you have aspirations for that, you know, maybe that's an avenue you definitely should seek. Um, but just in any way, so often community involvement always tends to be local business owners, you know, that it, they seem to be prevalent in those things. But it, around here, we don't really have that. This is a small farming community. What you have is just parents and grandparents and people who grew up here and their parents grew up here. It's a cool thing, man. So, yeah, yeah, going off the community involvement, I think that that's the key on everything. And what I'm going to take that up to is that I really think that we should radically change the way that we view the borders. Any of the states that are a border state, period, should be able to protect their own borders because it's their state, but they should also get help from the federal government at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that it should be on the federal government first. I think that it should be on the state first, then the federal government to come in. Because I don't, to me, that doesn't make sense other, the other way around. Right. Why? Because the state, knows their own, the state knows their own border. They no. are the ones that are going to be impacted yeah, first true. by I see what you're anyone saying. coming yeah. over. Or if there's an invasion, you know, it's going to be like straight up them first. So they need to be prepared and ready to take care of it. Okay. okay. So, so a quote came to mind. Wait, wait, Nick. A quote came to mind from one of my favorite movies. Why should I trade one tyrant a thousand miles away? 4,000 tyrants one mile away. Because I can get 1,000. I love it. I love it. Very good. You're right, Keith. You're right. You're right. We have this government in Washington, D.C. that's nowhere near a fucking border crossing. And they have no fucking clue what's going on down there. Even though we are supposed to have a representative government, they don't have a fucking clue. And you're right. The people in the states and the state governor and their general assembly and their senate and their national guard, they know what's going on at their board. Yeah. I think the federal government is a ghost, dude. They're a specter at best. Ah. Okay. I wish that were the case. I fucking wish. But I'm saying that that's how they operate. You know, everything's ethereal and like whatever pipe dream shit. Yeah. Yeah, true. Let me throw this out there here. Go for it. So. Um, we all know the state has a right to a militia, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Technically, everyone could be a militia. It doesn't need to be a... Oh, really? You think yeah. so? Very much so. Okay. That's okay. what the, you know, Second Amendment right. means. So, we have a military, 
which is controlled by the federal government. The president-elect is the commander-in-chief, right? Sure. Not mm -hmm. Congress. Mm -hmm. Not Congress. U.S. military doesn't report to Congress. Right. They report to the executive. The only thing the military needs Congress for is a the declaration, declaration of, of war. war. Yep. Okay. And hell, Thank the, you. the president can, can start a war and doesn't have to do shit for 60 days with Congress. True. That's true. That's true. He, okay. can, he can start firing missiles and dropping bombs, and as long as he reports that to Congress, what he's doing and why he's doing it within 60 days, he's within his legal bounds to do so. Now, continuing on, we have a National Guard, right? Mm -hmm. What are they? They're managed by the states. Yeah. Well, is, that a, is that a state military? Uh, yeah. I would I would say in a perfect world it would be more like a militia, a state okay, militia. Yeah. However, in reality, our our state national guards also are branches of the federal government's uh, uh, military complex. Oh, good. I'm glad you used the term military complex while we're discussing this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean I didn't say military industrial complex. I just meant they are still under the auspices the of, of the federal of government. The DOD, yeah, DOD. DOD. Yes. State National Guards do still fall under the Federal Department of Defense. Each branch is trained as if it were a regular, as if it were a full-time active military. Yeah. Um, but they're not full-time active military. There are different responsibilities there. Mm -hmm. The National Guard is usually who's on the resp response for national disasters. Um, it's it it. The well, what do you what what do you call what's going on at the, on at the border? Isn't that a national disaster? The war on terror led National Guard units into more active duty roles as it was necessary because active duty guys were doing two and three and four tours. And uh, at any rate, National Guard units were activated and sent into combat or into combat zones as active duty. My point here is that the National Guard is the state militia. And while there is federal control, the governor of each state is the commander in chief of the Guard. Yes, each state. National Guard operates which, at the pleasure of that state's governor. Which is why Abbott has the authority to activate his own National Guard to go do that, and why each of those states can activate their own National Guard to go do that. Okay, I like where you're going. I like oh. where you're going. Let's get into this. So, so, this, so, so wait. Raising a civilian militia is a totally different thing. Totally different. Say that one more yes. time. 
raising a civilian militia is a totally different thing. And I don't know that I agree with it. I think that is something that will form after the bombs have fallen, to use a horrible expression. But it's not something that forms prior to. And that's why the bombs will fall. So I would say incorrect. The way that the Second Amendment states is a well-regulated militia, which is citizen. Well-regulated militia is our National Guard. That's yeah. why they have the Minuteman logo. Right, but that was citizen soldiers. That wasn't listed under the army These of the are government. Citizen soldiers. I get that, they but I'm just saying that it doesn't it doesn't need civilian. to be a federal base for well regulation. Well regulation just means yeah. that you have I, I an agree. organization. That's it. It's well not trained, it's not well it's not like mom and pop kind of bullshit. It's no, you're actively doing it for that reason but you're not under the auspices of the federal army or whatever you know what i'm saying in that yeah aspect. i mean you, i agree wholeheartedly with you keith uh the idea that we shouldn't have citizen militias if we don't if we shouldn't have that then why do we have the second fucking amendment that tells us we can have that and i think national guard if you're no. allowed, I'm not allowed because I have asthma. Well, yeah. why, they why won't have allow me. Why do I have to sell my soul to any government entity to be able to defend myself with my countrymen? I don't. That's right. what the Second Amendment's about. Right. Say and that again for me, Joe. Why do I have to sell my soul to some government entity to defend myself along with my countrymen? I don't. That's what the Second Amendment says. And furthermore, back to what you said a little bit ago, well, citizen militias should form after the bombs drop. No. If, if we had more citizen militias that our federal government wouldn't tamp down, I mean, all our citizen militias are considered terrorist organizations and this and far right wing and Nazis and not all of them are like that. There are a few. But the majority of them, they're just ready. They just want to be ready. Well, they got their food ready. They got their ammo ready. They got their bunkers no. ready. They got the land laid out. They know what the fuck they're doing. I still say that that's part of the well-regulated part instead of it exactly. being an after-the-fact shit hit the fan and everyone's coming in. People will come and join that after the fact, too. But you have to yeah. have it beforehand. Otherwise, it's not well-regulated. As a deterrent. I mean, behind every blade of of grass, Nick. I was just going to say, you just wait and see the redneck militia that goes after the enemies of the United States of America. They will come pouring out of every woods. I ain't saying that they're not. Every holler, every cornfield, every creek. I ain't saying that they're not, but... I'm just saying that wouldn't be to me a well-regulated at that point until later on. Like that first initial piece is not going to be well-regulated. You got to read my book, man. It explains it so well. Where you have it published, motherfucker. I know, right? The I just I'm afraid it'll actually happen if I truly write it. Well, motherfucker, you are the revolutionary. Let's go. Shit starts coming true, but no, I firmly. I firmly believe 
that for the reasons I was just saying about community involvement, this small community here that I live in, if this country went to shit tomorrow, the power got shut off, and there were armies storming up the beaches in North Carolina and California, you know, this small community would band together. A small militia military unit would form rapidly. A bunch of them would form rapidly, not just a small one. People would be taken care of. There would be food aplenty. Absolutely. I don't worry about my community. What I worry about is people in large cities who don't have enough feeling... (coughs) Pardon me. Feeling entitled or desperate enough to come out here and kill in order to take things that they need when in reality all they have to do is show up and they will sit down with us and they will be fed they'll be housed housed yeah you know why joe because that's the christian that's who we are what we do that's what we do you know man that makes me think about it makes me think about um the way people view i don't want to say reality the way people view geopolitics and not even at the macro level even at the micro level the local politics and everything in between there's this huge disconnect and it's become apparent with for instance ukraine and even more so the israel uh hamas thing and the houthis and iran and you know Look back a hundred fucking years at all the the discontent and death in the Middle East, and because of all the recent stuff, and of course my interest in politics and and philosophy and stuff recently over the past several years, I've come to realize one very important thing that a lot of folks, I mean, I'm sure all three of us have considered this, but a lot of normal, average Americans or non-Americans. In this case, uh, the way they view things is through just one lens. And that's the lens of Western ideals. where Western civilization. The ideals are something like, look, if we just let them be who they want to be and govern themselves and, you know, leave them alone, kind of an isolationist sort of perspective, then, you know, they won't have any reason to kill us. They won't have any reason for war with us or our allies. They won't disrupt um, trade around the world, and they won't, they won't subjugate, you know, rival factions. And that's foolhardy. That's a foolhardy way to think because that is how Westerners think. In the yeah. United States, a lot in, in Latin America, and Canada, and Europe. That's how we Westerners think. But it is blatantly apparent to me, not only because of just, you know, watching how things have unfolded over the past few years, 10 years, but also by, by the very words of the people that would have us killed, they don't think that way. You know, when, when Westerners see someone that's in need, 
whether it's on a micro or macro level, we want to come to their aid. They're weak. They need our help. We're, we're going to do what we can to help you. But, but, but wait, there's more. What about the border? That's not, that's not how, that's not how a lot of the world thinks. In, right. in, in particular, right. fundamentalist, radical Islamists think this way, but a lot of the rest of the world thinks this way to some degree or another also. Um, when they see, when, when these sort of folks see someone in need that's, that's struggling or, um, you know, there's, there's, their country's torn up by war or, or um, they have social unrest or something like that. A lot of these countries or th these cultures look at those sort of folks and feel an obligation to conquer those people. They're, they're in such dire straits that they need my way of life. They need, they need Islam. They need Allah. They need, they need communism. They need, they need government mandate. So these, these cultures, and again, this is mostly about Islam, I'll admit, they feel an obligation to go to those countries that appear weak and attack and implement their Sharia law or whatever, whatever prophetic yes. law they want to. And, and yes. that boggles people's minds because everyone likes to think that the human condition is, is pure outside of any negative social influence. That's not the case. We're all capable of pure evil and pure virtue. True. But it depends on which ideology we, we attempt to adopt. And that's exactly what we see in the Middle East with with radical Islamists. They they don't they don't look at cultures that are weak and think, oh they're weak. I feel bad for them. We're gonna leave them alone or hell we're gonna help them. No, they think, huh Look at the Palestinians. Boy, they don't have a fucking place to live for the past 4,000 fucking years. Let's use this to our advantage and destabilize the whole fucking region and spread Islam or Sharia law. That's how they view that. Yeah. And, and, and I've, now that I've realized this and know that it's, it's, to me, it's fact. To other people, maybe not. But to me, this is objective fact. Not everybody thinks the way we do in the West. Yeah. Should we help people at the border, Nick? Absolutely we should. But to what extent? And to our own detriment? No. I agree. I agree. It's not... Man... You remember when we were kids, these were the hot issues, okay? It was all about immigration and abortion, and no politician in the world would take a firm stance on them. Nowadays, we have a new generation of politicians that are taking hard stances on these issues, hard stances, and all for political gain. They're like dogs chasing cars. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, well, you'll have that. And, and this is the result. They are politicians have no foresight whatsoever. They cannot see five years down the road. <laughs> no, because they, if, if they look that far ahead, then they'll be in danger of not being a politician by that time. Right. They can only think in four-year cycles. Four-year cycles. Well, here we are. The borders fall apart 100% due to the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. 100%. No doubt. No doubt. No question. The economy is crumbling. Crumbling. Okay. UPS just announced layoffs. And that's even funny to see. Layoffs at a major U.S. company in an election year. How's that look for a president? I'm not saying all the problems we are facing are a direct direct result of the Biden administration. Most of them are, though, aren't they? There are a great many that are. Yeah. And when Texas, when a state of the union calls out and says we have a problem we have a major issue there are literally millions of people pouring across this fucking border we're gonna stop it we have the ability and the president says something like whoa we got soldiers too I forget what the comment Biden made was, but it was very provocative and targeting Texas. Is that what this president's going to do when a state of Oregon calls out in need? He says, well, we'll just attack them. You'll just attack them. South Carolina ceded from the union for less than this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm well, not talking I mean, destination. I am not. I, I, we're on the air here. This isn't just shooting a shit. I am not talking cessation. I am 100% against ceding from the Union. I swore an oath to protect and defend the United States of America, and I will do that until the day that I die. So, I am not talking cessation. I am merely. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember how people used to and still currently say that Donald Trump was such a divisive president? It, no, we had a divisive media. He wasn't divisive. I, I agree. I agree. But do you remember all that? You yes. remember all that bullshit coming from them? It was coming from our media. Yes. And and now we have a president that used used his bureaucratic administrative state to try to cram down vaccinations on 80 million people with OSHA, who's an unelected uh, bureaucratic institution. Um, yep. And then and tried to um, wipe clean the debt of, you know, I don't know, how many billions and trillions of dollars of student loan debt. And when the, when the rest of the government told him, no, that's actually not constitutional. He said, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to do it anyways. And he did it. 
And and now, as you so eloquently put, he's flexing nuts with military power at one of our states. What's more divisive than that? I don't think anything Trump did or said in any capacity was near as divisive as Biden saying, oh, yeah, we got, a, we got soldiers, too. We got bombs and missiles. Well, are you fucking, you got F-16s, dude? Oh. I know what I wanted to bring up here. We were talking earlier about, you know, the state moving in, uh, taking action, and then the federal government taking counteraction and all this talk of that. It reminded me of another incident down in Texas about, well, shit. I guess oh, you're talking, talking about the land grab. No, I'm talking about 30 years ago. Branch division. Real quick, good thing we're not live video tonight because yeah, no. he's walking around his hotel room in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> he's, oh, man. Keith is on the phone right now with either, I don't know who, work or the wife or I don't know, but hopefully everything's all right. But he's been gone for quite some time. But he just walked in front of the, the camera on his laptop and he's walking around with his, he's got a shirt on, but walking around in his underwear. It's a good oh. thing we're not recording video tonight. So yeah, I'm 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 reminded of the the incident at the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, and about what ninety four. Oh, oh, you went a different direction with that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. When the federal government went in and did whatever the fuck they wanted to do, anyways, and a bunch of people died, and it was a terrible atrocity, and it was on the evening news every fucking night with these buildings burning federal well, tanks there and it felt like i was watching the bosnia herzegovina you know conflict, uh, yeah well yeah. i mean you know if you didn't know the atf needed abolished before that you knew afterwards yeah yeah and i'm not sticking up for that crazy motherfucker what was his name oh no I'm not sticking up for them, but the federal government was wrong. They overstepped their bounds. Absolutely. And as a result, a lot of people that didn't need to die did. Yep. And it is just proof of how horribly the federal government can fumble a situation. Oh, yeah. They oh, never do anything right. Never do anything never. right. They get, they get power stupid. You know, I'm surprised, even under Trump, I, the good things Trump did in his, or, that were done during Trump's administration, I'm surprised they got that done with the level of mud and muck and miscommunication and just sheer negligence and fucking stupidity. I mean, Trump's administration killed a few big-time terrorists. That's amazing. Now, granted, that was more militarily geared and less bureaucracy, but still, even so, there's a big bureaucracy in the military. You know that. Yeah. And I was surprised they were able to do that shit just because, like you said, the federal government fucks up everything it does. Everything. Luckily, during that term, we had a president that would come out and say, 
Abu Bakar al Baghdadi died like a dog. Best Trump speech ever. I'm with Shane Gillis on this one, folks. You know what? Yeah, I agree with you there, but I do keep thinking about the fact that we kicked Osama bin Laden over the side of an aircraft carrier somewhere in the middle of the ocean and forgot to mark the spot. We forgot to mark the spot? Basically, yeah. That's what they claim. Not saying that they forgot to mark the spot. I'm I'm just trying to be funny with that. What I'm saying here is they killed Osama bin Laden and kicked his body over. Yeah. Yeah. And you could have been like, hey, look, everyone. Here he is. We fucking killed him. But no, they had to do something fucking awkward like that. That pretty much had to come from Obama to just you know, kick him over the side of the boat. I mean, any conspiracy theorist is going to be like, oh, yeah, how convenient. You kicked his body over the side of the fucking helicopter into the ocean. Uh, So you really don't have proof that you killed him? And, uh, look, it's it's fucking 15 years later, and we still have terrorism everywhere? Mm, Is he dead? Trump showed us body cam footage from the soldiers on the raid. We saw how he died. He died like a fucking dog. As he should have, he's a terrorist. However, that's not what happened with bin Laden. With bin Laden, we lost a top secret helicopter. That yeah, we did. By the enemy. And we left it there. And it was a botched raid, but it was kind of a botched raid, all right? A little bit. And. Did we have a team come back in and destroy that? I can't no, remember. They got it. They got they it. They got it. And that was what, an Apache? It didn't matter because Biden gave him every fucking thing else when we pulled out of Afghanistan. I know. I know. I so know. in the end, it doesn't really fucking matter. You're right. Like that. You're right. Come back around. Fucking four weeks after we pull out, who took over Afghanistan? The goddamn Taliban took right. They to took over Afghanistan. Afghanistan before we pulled out. We were hunkered down with dating women left. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Murdering people that were working with us. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck that. Everything that we fought for 20 years. Dude, that's that's that is might be a bigger that motherfucker. That might be a bigger fiasco than our withdrawal from Saigon. Absolutely. Like, come on. We learned fucking nothing. Seriously? Of course we didn't. We're the federal government. We pretend things didn't happen. And we pretend that our ideas will work this time. Ah, mark my words. I've got lots of donors. Right. Right. Man. It's an election here. That's probably... Here's tinfoil hat Joe, but this border thing has got to be partially due to it being an election year. I think Joe Biden's handlers are going to try to maneuver him 
to shut down the border. I think he might actually do it. Just wait until the abortion epidemic this summer. There are going to be millions of women dying every day from botched abortions because abortions are illegal. Okay. They you're, obviously, you're obviously playing devil's advocate with devil's advocate with me right now. Because I what feel I like I'm, I'm, the, the I'm talking to a white girl. The, right Democrat, <laughs> the Democrats want to make abortion the biggest issue yeah. of this election. Yep. Um, and they're going to. Number oh, two, absolutely. Number two will be the border. Um, and you got to remember, the Democrats always go for the heartstrings. Always. Republicans go for the pocketbook, but Democrats go for the heart. So, what's up, Keith? Nice panties. How's it going? Fucking good, man. Did uh, you good, bro? No. Oh, shit. All right. All right. So, fair enough. Fair enough. Anyways, where were we, Joe? I don't know, Keith. Do you want to cut this off? It's up to you guys. We're at an hour and eight minutes. Oh, fuck. We've been going that long already? Yeah. We might as well bring her to yeah. a close here. Um, uh, I'll start a closing statement, I guess. This was a interesting little episode tonight, bitching about the southern border and thing. We didn't even get too far off the southern border issue. No, Keith, you nailed, you called it. We talked about it the whole fucking time, dude. The whole fucking time. But that's okay. Um, once again, I'll remind everybody to vote. Vote with your vote with your pocketbook, not with your heart, alright? Or emotions. Trust your head, not your heart, because the Democrats are preying on your heart. Yes, they fucking are. And I'll go ahead and say that, uh, you know, Involve yourself in your community. Amen. Do your part to create a strong family, even if it's in shambles. Do what you can. Make it fucking happen. You can. We all have. And uh, and go check out that new rap song. <laughs> it's called Facts. You should just check it out. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else about it. All right, y'all. Peace.